0: Hi, I'm Russ Camarda, an actor and independent filmmaker in New York. And in between the chances I get to do my own creative projects, I love to sit down with other artists and discuss how it is they do what they do. And that's sort of the the goal for this podcast. The ACT podcast. Art, craft, truth. This time around, we have a conversation with actor and independent filmmaker Stefano DeFray. As an actor, Stefano is a graduate of the Neighborhood Playhouse, which is a famous acting program in New York. Um, as a as an actor, he's worked with the likes of uh, directors like Ang Lee. Uh, as an independent filmmaker, his work is screened at the Cannes Film Festival. He's been seen on MSNBC and uh, a, an amazing young talent. Uh, I got the chance to work with him as an actor and had him as my director for a film um, and his insights into the craft are quite fascinating. So let's take a listen to Stefano de Frey.
1: I'm lining in. Yeah. Thanks to, to Ed, Ed for helping us. Ed, Ed. Thank I you so much. Ed. All right. Our ASMR NPR. That's right. <laughs> All right.
0: All right. So at, as, as I, as I um, uh, described to you, my hope with this whole program is to talk to artists about, how it is they do what they do, the actual nuts and bolts of their craft. The the name of the show is Art, Craft, Truth. So it's art from the ether and crafted Mm -hmm. by the craftsmen into revealing truth for their audience, whatever that particular art or craft is. So you started out as an actor, right, first? Yeah. And then went into theater and filmmaking eventually down the ranch. So first first off, you're... uh, you're you're born in Canada, right?
1: Yeah, so uh, uh, born in Canada, lived in uh, Italy for a little bit of time. How how long were you? F- five. And uh, so, and my parents were born there. So, uh, uh, pa- Italian passports, Canadian passports, mm-hmm. and became an American in 2015.
0: Really? Yeah, that's awesome. So you you how what was the process like? Well, to become an american
1: very few for i mean very few can withstand the process of even being an artist so becoming an, an a citizen an american citizen as an artist is crazy challenging like it's like because they're you're not considered in a pool of engineers or people in computer science uh-huh. in, in a field that is really you know okay. important but um important to the American government. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. You're uh, not essential. Yeah, for... yeah, yeah. But uh, when I worked on, when I got out of school, I did, an, uh, I did a, a, a casting for A.B. Kaufman. And I was able to get uh, a role in taking Woodstock. And taking Woodstock at the time. Ang Lee, right? Right. Ang Lee. And he had just won an Oscar for Brokeback Mountain. Right, right, right. And so that helped. Just pull that cord. Sure. Yeah, you choke choking yeah.
0: yourself there. You just swing yeah. that around the other side of your head or pull it close. Yeah, I don't want to see you, like, kill yourself there. There you go. Yeah. That's cool. There you go. You got some look better? Yeah, you look good. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, um, yeah, you're feeling pretty
0: good. Feel yeah, you're feeling
1: good. Yeah, yeah. So, um,
0: so... So, that, so that, let me back yeah. up for a second. You When you said you got out of school, you went to school. Didn't you go to the neighborhood playhouse? I did, yeah. So, okay.
1: so so, so I've been living in New York for, for a long, like, 14 years, and I moved to New York, I was uh, 20, uh, 21, and uh, 21, went to, went to the neighborhood playhouse, uh, two years acting program, but before then I had been at other theater schools too. So I had been to schools in Canada and I studied theater for, for m- like many, many, many years. In fact, speaking about nuts and bolts, I hadn't actually learned any acting until, I, at least I felt, I fell in love with the Meisner technique, and fell in love with like with with. Did you
0: choose that for a? Re- Did you choose Meisner in the neighborhood plays for a reason? You know, or... I
1: I was at the Ryerson Theatre School, which was a really big school in in Toronto, and it was run by Perry Schneiderman, who was with the National Theatre School of Canada. And most countries have national theatre schools, unlike the United States. It's a big sort of. A request that Peter Sellers and Kevin Spacey tried to do for many generations. Different people have tried to pick it up to try to do a national theater school in, in the United States. But right, but yeah. it always it always sort of failed. It did. Uh, but but so I was in a I was in a theater school that, that was there and it was Stanislavski based in Toronto. And I was you know using whatever talent or, or charm right. or, or whatever. Innate. You'd, innate. innate. Right? right. But I had no skills. I had no real construction. No no um ability to create a character and, and no uh, like a carpenter what I was doing. You had no craft. No craft. <laughs> okay. Zero. Right. Zero crafts. Right. Lots of ideas of art. Right. Lots of ideas of 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 things and intentions of what I wanted. But I didn't Know how to 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 connect the dots, right. and so when I landed in the Playhouse, I, I sort of knew uh, within I guess the first f- three months of how badly I was doing <laughs> and f- and falling on my ass and like just just realizing I was like okay this is I'm in the right spot.
0: So yeah, those first few repetition exercises. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah and, and also you know I, I was I it was a brutal time because you know there was a cut system, you had three classes that first year, so each class was comprised of 20 to 22 people, so so you had 60 to 64 people in that first year and they only took 28 the second year. So a third were kept, Right. two thirds were let go. Right. And y- y- your job, right, was to, at least my job, I thought, was to, to get accepted and, and, and keep going into the second year. And I realized, sort of. I remember Thanksgiving. I remember that time in November where I was like, I- "I'm not going to be asked back. I'm not. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be asked back. So I might as well stop trying to be good, and I might just try <laughs> to learn. There you go. I have to. I, I, I. should probably use this time to learn because, after a year, I'm going to have to figure out where the fuck I'm going to go to school. Right, right. Um. And by some miracle, I got asked back.
0: So the the that's the lesson there is once you let go of the uh, this sort of crazy expectation about the bureaucracy of it we you yeah. were able to to learn the, the craft so what <clears throat> so now you you come out of that as an actor but what are you pulling are you still to this day because you still are an actor yeah. as well as a yeah. filmmaker yeah. you still to this day pull from the, the the Meisner stuff exclusively have you added other tools to the toolbox like as an so, actor what is your process
1: there? you know so when I okay so you know when I was in Los Angeles around 2010 2000, 2011 2013 because I was signed to, to an agency out there uh, I, um, I had studied with somebody who was with, uh, Hagen, okay. and I liked the Hagen, and I always liked, sure. I, you know, I liked Udahagen and Michael Chekhov, mm-hmm. but they were, they were great books. Yeah. You know right. they, they were great. They were such great. I mean, oh, fucking, sorry. Just amazing. <laughs> you could say whatever you want. But, but, but just like amazing ideas of like pulling from the center and pulling, but the, the, the real nuts and bolts of learning how to act Everything that I know to be true of anything that I've ever done that that someone would say was good was basically out of out of Sanford Meisner. And 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 so and I still use that with the actors I work with today on set and I can see them uh, stuck. I can I can. And I, you know, the two departments that I love the most when I'm directing is I love talent and I love art direction, Mm. you know, production design and 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 talent are the two parts where i i enjoy filmmaking it's not a labor to me yeah it's not a laboring process um and so those moments when they're they're looking for a way out right they're looking to know what they're doing or what they're saying uh
0: that's when you pull for your, yeah. your meisner tools yeah so you get out of school and uh, and you get the uh the, was it like a small like a like a like a, an under, under five, five type five. thing yeah. The an under five. yeah okay and what was that experience like now is this your first time on a big set first
1: time first time ever on a set okay first time ever no student film no nothing and it's angley, and it's angley. okay yeah. all right yeah. so
0: what is that experience like you walk on for people again this is for people who don't who've never been in our place what's that experience like young actor walking on a big
1: set Super intimidating. Uh, when you're hooked up to mics, I remember the sound. Like they had like they have like three sound engineers because it was a multi million dollar film, and right. they're like, you know, you Stefano, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to project in this one. I was like, but I was I was taught I was taught to project. This is this is terrible. Um, they're like, yeah. Uh, so uh, I I remember really I, I remember that it was shot at my the scenes that this one scene that I had that was overnight, uh, and it was. Um, I was walking along uh, a path, and this path had like 1960s cars that were during the Woodstock Woodstock. Film Festival, uh, music festival. And uh, every time I did a take, the reset took 20 minutes because they had to reverse every single car. car, And I remember thinking to myself, you know, there's moments in your life where you kind of know that you have no choice but to do something well right Be- there's no choice yeah
0: because there's n- there's, there's th- too many people out there counting on things yeah. to go right
1: yeah there's and and the the, the, the the there's 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 no there's no margin of error right. in, in these things and and I think I think that human beings and artists rise to the occasion it's the, you know the difference between like a, a when a great when a when a terrible dress rehearsal happens, you can have a great opening night.
0: Right. Usually, that's the case, right?
1: Yeah, and and I I've always sort of believed that about about that experience. And so, so did
0: you rise to the occasion? Yeah,
1: I did. I did. It was. <laughs> I, I think, he, I remember. I remember. He said to me, I was a. F- I was the first one. Of the, he gave me a couple notes, but one of the first notes, one of the last notes that he said to me when we were walking to to craft services together, he, he said, "You and Ang Lee." Yeah, he said. Uh, pretty good he was like yeah it's pretty good pretty good he goes uh, and and you got it You got it in three takes
0: <laughs> that's the save, that's save, the filmmakers he yeah concern. he's like
1: he's like save me and studio money and i was like <laughs> i was like yeah was, and that was uh and so and so then that opened up a door for me to do a lot of independent films because okay. because I was you know able to book little sure. jobs here and there and, and
0: well Ang Lee is a pretty good third party endorsement yeah. when you've got that gig it's, Yeah. It's, yeah. All right. So that's cool. So so to this day we're going to get into all the stuff you do now but to this day when you look back at that moment do you still on your sets do you still see that set do you still see, what, remember things they didn't go okay you know because that i mean you got tremendous amounts of extras tremendous amounts of, of of money on the line does does that ring into your work now that you're doing it now that yeah. you're the guy making the call
1: yeah because 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 uh you you don't have the you don't have the vocabulary to articulate the function of ad's of assistant directors <laughs> when you know i i'm a, I love to watch things and i love to observe um Just, I think, by nature, if you're a filmmaker, you're just observing life, and you're observing. You're constantly cataloging everything and saying, "Oh, this is this is useful. Let me look at this this color, this tone, this gel, this (laughs) this like tapestry, Mm -hmm. right?" And so, um, the function of ads and the function of how to run a set, a chaotic set, with like four hundred and fifty extras. Uh, was was powerful to to know to know that and I, right. so and so and so later when I started to direct, I started to see all the holes in many of the uh, filmmakers that I that independent filmmakers that I knew and that we know in common sure. people that are in New York and in right. Long Island, who don't know still to this day how to run a set. Yeah, they're not they're they're and 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 in in fact in a sense they're not. They don't almost believe in that. They don't have faith that 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 function is going to make them a better artist. A better way of saying it is is that, you know, the Coen brothers talk about this all the time, that the more prepared you are, the more room you have to make spontaneous decisions. But if you're not prepared, everything that you're... You're telling other people is spontaneous or creative, is actually coming out of desperation.
0: Well, I mean, we'll get into how we both look at those things, right. but you're but you're absolutely right about uh, about running a set, and because a lot of most independent filmmakers get into it uh, where they they are they are the director and AD sometimes the cinematographer, you know, right. before they eventually get to the places where they can have those things crewed out. So if they were never good at it. At that level, once they get to the point where somebody else can work with them, they're never going to know how, how you, can do they, it. they never did the job to begin with. So, yeah. um, so, so you're an actor for let's say how long are you an, are an actor where you're out there doing other other projects, short films, f- feature films, independent work. Uh, how long are you that guy until you step in to do it and to be a, a director? And do you step in as a director right away, or are you kind of just part of a set where you're you're maybe you're an ad or did you just jump right in as a producer director it's,
1: it's a great question so during during the time of um so let's say let's say being a professional actor right for six years okay and then six six years and then and then getting sick i remember
0: getting sick physically I had, or physically or i remember
1: getting really really f- sick I, I had um I had uh, I had terrible, ter- I couldn't figure out what what was going on. My terrible arthritis, Te- I had arthritis in my spine and my wrists and my hands, and I, I was, really, no, you know, I went to multiple doctors and and um, and I didn't know what I had, and I had all this time on my hands, to uh, to to be at a hospital, and during that time I would take classes at SVA. And so when I took those classes at SVA, this would be after the School time, of Visual Arts. School of Visual, so School of Visual Arts, East 23rd Street, right. New York City. Absolutely. Two years after you and I had met. Okay, because you and I had met in 2014.
0: That's right. I was trying to think of what year it was, but yeah, it was 2014. Right. We did that film together.
1: Right. So you and I meet in 2014. You're already cast in that movie, right? As the lead. As the, as the lead. Actually, in pro-
0: you were already the, cast. Well, uh, that's what know. they told me.
1: Well, I, I, I heard <laughs> it's, I, it's possible. It's pos- totally possible. Yeah, but I, but you know, we met through the long process of auditions. Yeah. Yeah, because I. That was a.
0: That was a open total call.
1: open call. Yeah, and 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 we ended up getting <laughs> right. right these roles. <laughs> I know. You know these roles to shoot in in Hudson, Hudson, in, New York,
0: and Boston, right outside of Boston. I worked about
1: in the on a farm near the Berkshires. Right. Different locations, and we become like best pals, artistic yeah. pals, and so sort of. I I knew, right. you know, when when I worked with you the first time, I knew what a competent artist you were. <laughs> I I I sort of. I could see past the veil of us and I could see sort of how how good you were and real you were. And it elevated, made me a better actor.
0: Well, I'll tell you an interesting story about that. I I did I did that, I went in to read for that role for, Kelly was the director. Yeah, Beam, Kelly Beam. Good kid. And and, the, and he had a great crew. They were really, really talented guys, um, young guys. And I went in to read for that in New York. I, I forget where I read for it. Um, but I wasn't the description that they had. were looking for. They were looking for sort of a Tony Soprano, big, lumbering, you know, balding, coughing kind of guy. But I, I did the thing, and and um, when I read it, he's like, the, "Okay, wow. the, we're do, we'll do it that way." Wow. Like he, they just they were, they liked they liked whatever that was, and they were like, "It doesn't matter that you did not the picture," which was I give him credit for, right. which we can talk about as directors and artists. And then he said to me. He said, I'm so glad we got you, because we had a little conversation, and then we went out shopping for clothes and all this stuff. He's like, I'm so glad we got you, he said, because the guy, the, the young guy that's, that you're, it's a two-character thing, the one guy you're opposite, is very different from you. <laughs> he's, he's a lot more, you know, just sort of a free, happy dude, and you know, just he's, and I'm like, okay, because you know how I come off a little yeah. stern sometimes, so yeah. they, they were like... Okay, blue collar looking guy and this guy, they, he could not wait to see what would happen. Yeah. But what was fascinating is and, and now he, now he's put that in my head, right? right? So now I'm like, well, what what kind of fucking hi- snowflake yeah, hippie, yeah. Hippie am I gonna yeah. So when I got up to Boston or wherever we were outside there, um, and we first met, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like you knew right away, all right, I see what he's saying, and, and our approach may be slightly different, but at least, see, I I like talking to artists who are artists by trade, but they're not. I can, you can have a conversation. Right, right. I don't like actors, you right, know. Right, right. Or, and we immediately had that, so
1: not pretentious. Yeah, exactly. Not pretentious. Right. You know, we have a very functional. I I mean, I already know. I already know before stepping foot, sort of, in your house, and and I already know like. A little bit about you. I already like. I already know like you like David Mamet, and I already know that the reason that you like David Mamet right. is because I know you like the functionality,
0: the practicality. Yeah, yeah, the practicality. There's, I, I don't like uh, dime store psychology so yeah. much, so I, I try to stay away from that in my yeah. heart. Yeah, but yeah, that's how we hit it off. So yeah, so I'm sorry. You go back. We we do this thing now. You're still an actor, and you're six years into it. And at what so point? I get
1: sick. I get sick
0: after that, picture. Yeah,
1: after. So okay. I get sick about a year and a half after. Okay, I'm right. starting to develop arthritis. My, have I have, I have. Uh, I have uh... I have like sepsis in my fingers. Like,
0: did you like, ever find out what the problem? What, I had.
1: I had. Uh, I, I. I still have. Like, I still have a, like a, a really reactive form of arthritis. Okay. Right. So. So. Like an
0: autoimmune. Like an autoimmune. Disease. Rheumatoid type yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So and it had spread in different spots. Okay. And so like my diet had to change. I'd give up coffee. I. I, I had to. I tried lots of medications, sulfur medications that were really sort of bad. Then I tried like methotrexate, which was like a kind of low form of cancer drug. A cancer (laughs) drug. Yeah, that's right. It was a chemotherapy drug. So during this period, I remember being, I was signed to an agency and I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't go to these auditions for Broad City. I can't. There's nothing functionally in me. There's nothing functional in me to, to do a comedy. I'm, 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 there's nothing funny about what is going on in my life. I can't possibly do a fucking comedy at Broad City Audition. I couldn't possibly do this. Okay. And, and so, so I'm going to School of Visual Arts, like part-time, uh, taking classes in, in cinematography and directing, and I'm spending time at the Museum of Modern Art. And I'm alone. I'm alone a lot of the times. I'm I'm alone. I'm at, I'm at the MoMA by myself, and I think that's also why I have such a reverence. It's a
0: great place to meet chicks for you. Yeah, it is. It's, it's,
1: yeah, it's a phenomenal. It's phenomenal. If you're a member, also yes, dates don't cost anything. Exactly, five dollars I think to bring a person. Right. It, it's actually it is five dollars to bring a to bring a person. <laughs> um, and so so going so spending that time, and so if you have your membership, also you could see films. Okay and you would see films in like their basement and you could see weird like like <laughs> Czechoslovakian films and East
0: right, German
1: right. films you know and uh, and during that time I'm I'm spending a lot of time basically at the hospital going to different waiting going to to the moma trying to figure out what drugs I'm going to be put sure. on I'm on my third drug right mm-hmm. and I'm 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 not I'm not for the first time in my life I'm I'm not physically able to pull it together before an audition. I can't I don't like the way that I look. I don't like the the tone of my skin. I can tell that everything hurts in my body. Mm. I can tell that I'm 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 not I'm not well. Right. And and in this period of time I meet this man Graham who was on the advisory board of the MoMA. And Graham was said to me, he was, he said, you should spend, you should, you should you should make a, you're going he was interested and we talked we met each other at a screening for, for I don't remember the title of the film but it was a it was an East German yeah. film a and classic a, cla- sure. yeah, it was it was a black and white film that had even been banned bad. even been banned in, in, in <laughs> Germany <And> so the <laughs> moment had gotten oh some it's just getting better and 35 milli, meter, <laughs> millimeter millimeter print of right. it right so so only like
0: they pulled from an oven I'm
1: <laughs> the youngest guy in this <laughs> class I'm not in this, in this in this theater everyone else is like you right. know 67 <laughs> Eighty years old or donors, and I'm in this. I'm in this. I'm in this theater. At, we. I meet Graham, and I tell him. He goes, "What are you spending your time doing?" I said, "I'm going to to, to spend time the school of visual arts. You should do this film." And he, he helped me raise money. He helped me raise money. And oh, and uh, oh, there's the beauty. Yeah, money. Yeah, and and that that became so. Yeah, he helped you raise money for a project of his. No, for for a project. So you had
0: something in mind you yeah. wanted to do. As a filmmaker, right at that, from just hanging out and, and getting through your sickness and taking these, you started to go. Okay, I have something I want to do. Were you a writer before that?
1: I had always written as a kid. My, oh, okay. my my parents, my mother, my mother and my father always thought that I was going to be a writer. Did you? They were shocked. Shocked when I went to theater school. So shocked.
0: A screenwriter, though.
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I was in all the like like English lit classes that were that were like like elective classes and you know, girlfriends that I had in college that were very literary and, you know, read Oscar Wilde and (laughs) (laughs) W.H. Auden, you know, and, and so some of that rubbed off, but Mm -hmm. I also, I, I, I was in my, an elective, I was in a lot of poetry classes and I, I was fascinated by, by like real, like weird, weird stuff. Like who was the poet laureate of the year and what were they writing? And, and, um,
0: and so, so what was the project? What was the first story that you decide I'm going to turn this into a film? What is this thing that we're talking about?
1: I I knew very quickly a few things. The first thing that I knew was I knew the last scene of the film, that I knew (laughs) that I knew it was going to be that I knew it was going to be a reveal of three different women or initially just one woman with the door opening an opposite shot of. Like the way that the the door closes, closes in the washing Godfather yeah, okay. with K. I got you. I knew I could work my way backwards so from that shot.
0: this is interesting. So story-wise, yeah. all you have is a visual in your head. Yeah. And you build a story from this. You kind of uh, uh, reverse-engineered this. Story out of visuals in your head. Correct. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, and and I and I, I think because I was in a place where I didn't want to be seen, I made sure that the protagonists were women, and I made sure I was one of the three women, and then I also to add to that, uh, I also 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 didn't want to rely on being an actor. Right. In it, I I knew friends of mine who were actors who made independent films and i knew visually speaking art direction wise production design i wanted to be the opposite right in a sense i wanted to a film to just have voiceover that was visually stunning right a true cinema cinema director i wanted nobody (laughs) <laughs> nobody to know right. that i'd ever acted a day in my life sure. before i directed okay that was that was my dream in a sense and kind of like hiding in
0: that's a smart idea just just from a practical reason of some people take it a little weird when the uh when the writer director is right. the actor in it I, right
1: i understand that too. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i mean i and and so well because 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 the des- I, I think the desire of what what I've seen, right, is to make these scenes that are heavy on dialogue. Sure. And they rely they rely on, like I know that storytelling. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I and if I didn't do that, I like plays. I mean, we do, we talk about this. I mean, you talk about this when we were together this summer. We were spending the Fourth of sure. July together, but that you know the 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 ability and the contact that we have. Together is rich, especially rich in the theater and the medium sure, of theater. Sure, absolutely, it's different. And and I think in screenplays you can you can you can dis, you can synthesize information with less dialogue.
0: Well, I mean, the goal always is, as they said, is show don't say. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if you're going to work in cinema, you you want to use that frame uh, because you know, unlike sitting in an audience where the audience can choose to look left look right you're choosing for them yeah so you can fill that frame with a lot of information and it's your job to kind of make it make the visual part of the storytelling the story yeah the storytelling um although there are great obviously scripts and dialogue and, and terrific performances but it's a totally different medium and totally different way to direct from the theater to film but it's interesting that you were smart enough if you had gone to film school as a Film student, director from the beginning, that more likely would have been your path anyway. Right. But as an actor, writer, you would normally want to just do some dialogue-heavy thing, but it's it's great that you didn't do that.
1: I mean, I'm curious also I'm, – I'm, I'm curious also, like genuinely curious about The Night That Never S- – you directed –
0: uh, the, i direct i didn't direct night never sleeps right, okay. that was the Fred carpenter the fr- picture. okay no, those yeah, those, so the night a... night for day was one I did uh, who
1: the, what was the name of the film that Sean was your cinematographer
0: Sean did my first he did my second two he did uh he did night for day night which, for was, day. which was the gothic sort of vampire romance thing right and then he did um and then he did night never sleeps and he did uh Send no flowers he did the two carpenter pictures and I did one movie before that my first one was and I had another guy. Uh, named Peter Benjamin, who, who was my cinematographer then, but I
1: didn't know what the hell I was doing. So, but how how you thrusted into filmmaking? How how you? I mean, how do you, like, what worked for you as, as a director that you pulled from as an as an actor, and then what did you realize, or did you realize, or, or had? I'm sure you must have had, you, you, things you said, oh, this is not, this is not going to work.
0: What did I use from the acting craft into the...
1: yeah, and, and then what did you... Yeah, what did you pull from the acting craft that helped you with that first picture?
0: Well, I think the thing you you learn, I think more than anything, directing anywhere in the theater or or in film is a... It's a people management and time management thing more than anything. Right. I mean, you're hoping that you've cast people who understand how to do what they do, but more than anything what I learned, what I pulled from my acting stuff was to understand how people interact interpersonally, mm. and to, to want to talk about Meisner and stuff, to look at them moment to moment together off set. Oh, okay. I, I w- like I told you once before, I would always do a table read mm. of, uh, of of a screenplay even though I, I don't need to hear it. I mean, I, I'm, I'd rather do it on the set, but I always did a table read not to hear the thing, but to to just put a table in the room and then invite everybody, six o'clock's the table read, no assigned seats, no assigned scripts, Who's and just so see so. who sits next to who, yeah. you know, see how they talk to each other, and then go through the script and watch how they watch other people and at the break, halfway point take a break and then see who now see who goes off and has a cup of coffee with... And now I know how I'm going to do my shooting schedule mm. because I go, okay, well, these two clearly this one thinks this one's full of shit and and in the in the piece maybe they're they're perfect for that so i'm gonna stack that up i'm gonna let that build you know you start to manage people i think more and i wow if i I learn anything as an actor into the directing part of it was understanding people moment to moment and then using that in the piece as best you could to get what you wanted and also Mm -hmm. as an actor as you know you know as you're going moment to moment, you're, you're dealing truthfully. If you go in with your own sort of thing and and it's inauthentic when there's something else that's coming. So you're trying to direct somebody and they don't take it well, straight on. Mm. So maybe you got to direct through this guy. You talk to this guy, but you really need this guy to hear what you're saying because now he's it's like you know, you know what I mean. Like you're doing this sort of billiards.
1: Yeah, you're you're, you're banking you're connecting off. one to hit the wall off the bank shot, exactly. right? You know what I mean? You're, exactly. You're using the backboard to hit inside it's the net. It's all
0: that stuff, and you know it. You yeah. know that that's how. That's it's the it's that stuff that, and I love that. Wow,
1: it's lethal, though. How you that's it's lethal. I've never thought of, I'm going to start using that to do table reads to see who spends time with each yeah. other during during a break or an intermission. I've I've. I also know something about you. I know how much faith, uh, faith is deep. You f- create a faith in the, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word chaos, but I want to say in the, in the, in the, in, in, the,
0: the, in the moment, the organic yeah. part of the moment. Yeah. And we'll talk about that because we're different that way. Well, which is, right. I respect right. everybody like you who works the way you do. Um, but yeah. But I, I want,
1: lot, yeah. But, I do
0: have a lot of faith in that yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah. I, it's that, that, that faith is, um, I feel like a lapsed Catholic in that faith. You know, in the sense that like, you know, I'm always, I, I, it's there in my heart. It's, it's that, it's there in my heart to, to give that faith to them. Right. To, you know, to, to how the, the, the chemistry of certain actors are going to be. And actually that's, that's, that's a, that's an amazing competent thing to see as a director. Uh, I think I'm a. F- I'm concerned. What happens if that doesn't work?
0: Well, here's the thing. Uh, let's talk about That's let's let's, B, let's right. clarify okay, this yeah. for people who yeah. don't know really what we're talking right, about. Right, right, right. There, I mean, as you talked about before, if you're prepared and you've done uh, your great prep and you've done your shot list, and you can then be free on the set to allow organic, truthful things to work because the the frame work is right.
1: set, right,
0: and it's in it's rock solid, so that things aren't gonna go hey so now within that frame oh just kill that so within that frame uh you can uh create yeah. you can feel be free to create and I totally agree with that I yeah. want a certain level of that frame myself but then there's guys like me who are a lot more um like I don't I don't do extensive shot lists. I might have an idea of where I want to go but I have an idea of the story I want to tell. I have the tools in front of me, me tools meeting actors and set pieces and whatever. But I walk into a situation and I'm much more comfortable allowing whatever that situation is to dictate how it is I'm going to set up that shot. How, yeah. And I think that comes from the theater stuff of, you know, yeah, rehearse. Absolutely get your rehearsal in. But once you get on stage, if I knock over the glasses, the audience saw that. If I don't deal with that, that's real. That's real life. You
1: can't pretend. You can't pretend that, the, that, didn't that there's water spilt all over your shoe. Right. As a as a so to trans, a
0: transpose that into right. filmmaking, I take it kind of to a retarded degree. You know, right. if I can say that word, like a ridiculous degree, where it's like I'm so backwards in my preparation <laughs> that I allow whatever is there to be whatever it is, oh, right. and that's fine for me. I'm comfortable there, and whatever springs out of it, uh, and I think that also is a function of not having money. Right. Like never, you know, literally just not having the ability. If I had all the resources, yeah. maybe I would be much more available to be like, just set, get this the way I want it. But I'm very, I, I get real, uh, I don't like the word vision. I don't, I, I get very uncomfortable with.
1: Allergic. Yeah. Allergic. I get
0: allergic to this sort of control of the director. But as I said. There are people, artists I work with all the time. Why do uh, you
1: love Cassavetes? I, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure... I am do sure. like Cassavetes. Yeah. Uh,
0: again, but yeah. I love Kubrick. Right. Now, there's a guy. Whoa. I mean, you want to talk about... Control freak. Control freak. But could I ever work on that set? Well, yeah, I guess if you paid me, but I would I would lose my mind. But, so you fall somewhere in between those two things.
1: Yeah, I... I so my reverence for Cassavetes and my reverence for guerrilla documentary filmmaking is deep. But there is so much that I'm curious about in relationship to color, in relationship to aesthetics, in relationship to how that affects my mood and love Mm -hmm. and the way that we see each other that I need that because I'm dying for that. I'm dying to, I'm I'm just, I'm dying to visually be, you know, it's, I almost, I almost say it, I almost say it in this way that like when I go, when I spend a lot of time at the MoMA, I don't like artwork that has a lot of context written right. next to the artwork. <laughs> right, to tell you what it is. So that <laughs> the artist is spending X amount of time, let's say 30%, to explain a piece that viscerally I don't understand and that the majority of, of people don't understand. In my opinion, you failed. failed. Right. And I want... To use that barometer for myself, right. I want to visually be able to give you as much information. With no liner notes. Yes, <laughs> I don't want any liner notes. Right. So, to it's it's natural for me to gravitate right. to 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 art house films.
0: Well, you know what's interesting you is know? to do that to to achieve that. You do need what you. How you approach it, you do doing that preparation, that that real like where you can control that image to the place where you can get what it is you're trying to get across. Um, the interesting uh, uh, halfway point of that is somebody like a like a Terrence Malick, right, who will do that, but it'll take him 12 hours to get the organic and butterfly. Trees, that, yeah. yeah, he's I like mean,
1: shooting trees, the 360 rotations. So of, he's not going to yeah. set
0: up the butterfly yeah. to yeah. fly in, but he'll wait all day till he yeah. gets it. So So there is a place where we meet in the middle somewhere. I think.
1: Well, we. I mean, we're here. Absolutely. In fact, I mean, so we are. We are meeting much closer. Yeah. Much closer than the middle. Right. Right. Because, in fact, actually, on a on a on a short film that I that I had a commission for, I immediately used you.
0: Yeah. Right. That was fun. That was. I immediately used you as an actor. Right.
1: I I got to work with you, and you're you know when you work with actors that you love. It's like driving, I love to drive. <laughs> um, love to drive, and it's like the difference between driving a Ferrari <laughs> and a Toyota. If you don't like to drive, right. a Ferrari is a pain in the ass. Sure, absolutely. But if you love to drive, and you're a director who loves to drive, you can have actors that can go, when they go from fourth to fifth gear, there's a synergy yeah. that makes you remember why you fell in love with this art form and that's the that that part of that synergy comes from the authenticity i think of of you know seeing what you have in the moment right. and pulling from that that is saying look this is i'm real you're real <laughs> right this what is happening between us yeah. is real Yeah, and uh as an artist I haven't figured that out. Right. I don't know yet. In my own sense, in my own, in my own uh, journey of of where you know w- where that is for myself. Right? I'm. It's it's you I, don't? as you a don't? thesis. I mean, as a thesis, as a thesis. I, I couldn't. I couldn't because because there are moments where. If the vision is changing, then you like ha, like you need to be able to embrace what is going on Absolutely. to then have foresight. Mm-hmm. I say this all the time, you know I say this all the time because I co-direct I'm in a collaborative yes. artistic relationship. Yes. I collaborate with with my co-director, Laura Pellegrini. Laura and I have made you know seven, eight films together. We own a production company. Rossow films together. And I we say this to each other all the time that our job is not necessarily to come up with the best idea, but to know when we're in a room of 10 people who are pitching mm-hmm. what is the right, best idea. Right, sure.
0: The decisions are, that's what leaders do. They make, you, you throw the stuff at them, they make the decision. Yeah. Does she work like you do?
1: You know, Laura, I think, I, th- Laura has a more emotional tact tactile. So I, I would say Laura works from from the inside out, right? Okay. On a picture. And I work always from the outside. <laughs> outside.
0: Well that's a great and, marriage, then perfect. That's yeah. exactly what you need. Yeah. So let me go back to so all right. Your first one ever handled a uh, camera, ever dealt with a part. I mean, how do you deal with this stuff for the first time, you know? Do you know what you're doing? yeah you're... I mean
1: intu- I, intuitively, being on a lot of film sets as an actor and you know this, you know I, I felt I felt like I was on fire. You know, I felt like I was on. Fi- I felt in a like good I, way? yeah, and I felt like on fire. I knew oh, what I was doing. Okay, awesome. I, f- I felt like I, I. felt like I was on fire. Like I your was.
0: Communi- did you, you? had a DP, obviously. Yeah, I had. And a, your communication with this person. Yeah,
1: was... I, I. So and and on top of that, I had, a, I had a big advantage. I had a DP that I still work with all the time, that we're finishing a feature on, who was born in Hong Kong, and his eng- English was his second language. Okay. So we could only so. And, and his English was worse than it is now. <laughs> so sometimes when you talk about a, a position or a rotation or a movement, he's, you know, I have to say things slower or, you know, we're using visuals right. to communicate to each other. Perfect. And, and, I, and I, that was a big, big help for me because it forced me to become even clearer in my, because when you speak English with someone, when you're speaking English, you can say, "Okay, well, I, you know, let's try this." And I'm thinking, you know, and I'm thinking like the chair can be there, and you're thinking a oh, left or right, yeah, somewhere over there. It, it and and in
0: it's a shorthand. You can yeah. get
1: rid of you can get rid of the formality. Right. But when you're speaking in a in, a, in a, someone's second language, they're really asking you, "Is the chair left? <laughs> yeah, right. Or is it right? Right." And so at that moment. You have to choose. <laughs> <Right>. It's left, <laughs> right, and we're going to go with Forces that. Forces you with it, yeah. So that's that. That was like uh, I was like, oh, there are consequences right. immediately in my pre-production meetings.
0: So the tools themselves were you familiar with focal uh, lengths and and all the things that that uh, a visual artist needs to be familiar with when you're on it? Did you know that stuff going in because you, you well you went to SVA so Co- you you studied cinematography?
1: Yeah, I did study cinematography. Okay. I, I was fascinated by obviously like, you know, key lights and fill lights. I was interested in, 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 in lighting and production design. I did not have a strong vocabulary of, let's say, you know, you know, cook pancros and, and and sort of vintage lenses and and what does, what, what what looks like what, and just like my, what I love, which is a more softer look, a creamier look, a more saturated look. I didn't, I didn't do lens tests, lens, lens tests in, in the, in the early days, um i was li- so i was limited in that sense um
0: but you had a, a DP you relied, relied on and trusted, on and, trusted okay.
1: and but i and i also realized if i didn't lens test things myself this comes back to being a, a bit of a control freak all right. which is which is i think you know what we talk about right together privately is that uh I realized if I didn't lens test and if I didn't know the difference and, and look at different cooks in, in in the 70s and look at, sure. I mean, I, I've shot I've shot with I've shot with vintage lenses that didn't even have rings that were <laughs> able to use a follow focus. Right. Wow. You know, so I had to add manually rings because follow focus. So because the, so there are there there are so many things that I had to do, and I realized that if I didn't do them, it was my fault if it didn't come out the way I wanted. Okay. And and I really place that that responsibility on myself.
0: You know what's interesting here? This is and this is this is what I want to, I want to get into this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh you've said this a couple of times now. Yeah. Where the consequences yeah. of the art falling out of your hands hands mm. are are dire. They're they're um they're terminal. So, you, I mean, you said it there and you said before you said something about, you know, I forget what the word was, but I, it struck me because I think that's where the, that's where our difference is, is that I have this sort of laissez-faire, that's what the universe wanted me to give you anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know. That was my I,
1: lesson. You know, it's like. <laughs> it's I, dharma.
0: I, I gave you that. I, I probably wanted something else, but you got this, and and I I got comfortable with that real early. And you're still you still have this thing where it it hurts. It hurts. If that picture's not yeah. what is that about? Uh, yeah. and by the way, I'm not I'm not knocking or just saying it's. I think it's a it's an amazing thing to have. I don't have it. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I, I it's like uh you know Dylan Thomas you know, the die you know raging
0: rage against the dying, the dying of, dying of the, of the
1: lawyer, light. Yeah. I. I uh, I go kicking and screaming wow. for things that I want, and and <laughs> and, I, and I don't mean I'm not being diplomatic. I'm glad I was just
0: on the set. Well, that no, one <laughs> no, I'm not.
1: I mean, I'm not. It's not, not to say that I'm not diplomatic, and, right. and but certainly diplomacy has helped me over the years. I've I've and, and also working with Laura, it's you know you you do compromise it by right. function of being two people. Yes. Um. But, but I I. I love specificity. Mm. I love cl- I mean I love specificity and I love clarity of being a great artist if you're clear <laughs> if you're cl- if you're a clear artist yep. you're a great artist okay if you're a simple artist you're a great artist right. and and I and I and it, it hurts me it hurts I, I, what wh- 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 why am I holding on to why why is it like life or death yes what, Why is what is it,
0: the perfect vision that, does, that falls short? Why does it I think
1: I think at the heart of it is that it's a question of when people say, what is it like? Should I be a director? Should I be an artist? Uh, and, and my answer is, it's going to cost you your life. So you need to understand what the cost is. That's my life. You know, I don't have certain things in my life. I don't have children. I'm not married. I don't have a certain amount of equity right. I have a production company right. that has had more revenue than let's say in the past seven years, but we had years where we were running massive right. deficits and that's my life. Right. And so what, why does it matter? Because it matters to what I've invested my life's work into. Right. It's only that valuable. Now, the beauty of that is that there's equanimity because you die and you know it's not going to get all finished.
0: No. Nope.
1: You never go out clean. No. Nope. And, but I need to know that I tried. Right my best
0: yeah that's that's the interesting thing about artists who come from those two different heads is is, i don't like the word perfectionist but i've worked with I've, i've plenty of people who i work with who are specific and 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 have that that intensity of clarity and specificity and the striving towards that thing and uh and like i said i am so far the other way probably to my own detriment uh but it, it, there's there's something that's liberating about art being revealed to me
1: that I please d- tell me I, I <laughs> I'm gonna this is I'm I'm making a mental note I need I'm I like I like I need this liberation now. like liberate like yeah no well, no it <laughs>
0: is it's maybe it's just I'm lazy I don't yeah. know that could be it too but but there is a liberating uh, factor of. I have a story I need to tell, whether it's as an actor or a director, film, theater, wherever it is. And I and I and I and I want to keep that on track. And my job as the director is to keep keep everybody back on if they go off the story, that's not where we want to go. But right. that's about as specific as I'm gonna get. I'm gonna keep you on the story we want to tell. But once I get into that and I set the scene and I set the place and I and I get the kind of vibe that's going, um, I allow whatever's happening to inform me more than what i want it to be and i and i originally did it intentionally where i would force myself to let go of this but now i'm to the point where i just i just you could say i don't care but i i, do, I don't i don't have that and what happens is things happen it's like um, it's like do you approach the piece of granite with an idea, or do you, or you chip away and it reveals itself to mm-hmm. you? That's kind of, and, and there's a, it's, it's like, I get a, you know what it is, it's, all we're doing this for is pleasure and fun and, and, and some sort of satisfaction. So my pleasure is this like, oh, look at that oh, I didn't see that come, you know, there's a, it's like a surprise Mm -hmm. and there's a revelation in it. So the liberating thing of not carrying this, this intense weight. And the other thing I realized early is that no matter how perfect I ever think I ever got it, 10 people out of 15 are going to go, well, that sucked. Or you, nah, I see what you were trying to do, but you know what you could have done. Right. And it's like, well, if you know that it's never, ever going to get 100 out of 100, then why kill yourself? And then in that moment, you free yourself to this thing that reveals itself that you wouldn't have seen. I w- Some things you, I would never have done or seen. And that's fun. It becomes fun. So it's not just liberating. There's like the surprise factor. There's this thing that... I see my whole belief is that art kind of just is in the ether and the craft as I've said my my analogy all the time is art is the poetry craft is the poem Mm. and the more you try and uh, the right word the wrong word you'll yeah you want to get you want to hone it as best you can but at some point you got to let it go like a child and let it grow and go off to school and do its own life and you can't you can't hang on to it anymore and I tend to do that a lot sooner Than someone like you would. But there's, it's fun for me. It's liberating to let the kid go off and bang his knee, you know, in a way that I wouldn't never have let him do. That's, that's kind of the picture I get in my head is that I never would have seen that. I never would have done that if I was so rigid on it. And I'm free. I'm free. And look what happened. And then whatever's recorded, whether it's on film or whether it's on the stage, especially on the stage, but in the medium of film, it's recorded forever. But I, okay, that's what it was at that moment in that slice of time. And I can go back and look at it later and go, I should have done this and I should have done that. Do it the next time. That's what it was there. And that's beautiful. Yeah, It's beautiful because it it that's it. That's all it was. So there's something really thrilling to me about that, but I can totally understand wanting to have what's in here out there in a in a very clear and specific way because you're afraid of those liner notes where it's like are, are people going to get it? Are they going to feel what I'm feeling? So you want to be specific. So I get that. We we like I said we're at, at distant ends, but we the the thing is the same.
1: The process is going to the only, you know, what I would add is just that for me, the process of me paying attention
0: mm.
1: is going to happen anyway. Right. So that liberation by being s- super intentional, super specific. Right. I'm I'm going to have to s- to look <laughs> right. because it's not done in one stroke. Right. So I have to embrace the chaos of what is going to occur. And the, the 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 process of it and the unknown.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean you do it as an actor. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and yeah. You have no choice. For I mean, sure. I mean, for, you're 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 bound. It's,
0: but at the same time it's complicit. if there's a flame that's supposed to shoot up on the stage over there, you're not just willy nilly walking around not paying attention to your blocking specific. Right. So there's a marriage of the two things, yeah. but I tend to I just feel better. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I just no, feel better.
1: I, I mean I mean the the look Resources is one thing. Yeah, okay, so a, so let's be honest, yeah, right? No Resources question. is one thing. Adaptability is is another. Yeah. Um, every project you get onto, you have sometimes a clear vision of that project or not so clear vision of that project. Right. Sometimes, you know, project A, you're seeing it so clearly, and another project you're happy in the process of discovering what it's going to teach you. Right. But in the, what I would say about the teaching you part for me is that they're all my kids and they're all going to teach me something, right. whether I'm, you know, whether I'm disappointed with them <laughs> or, or, or super proud of them. Right. You know, I still love them. Right. I still, I still, I still love them and I'm, and I, and they're still my kids. Right. So, you know, I, I, And then, and then I think it comes down to temperament and, and, and there's a, there's a wisdom too. You know, I can see, you know, I'm in my mid thirties, you know, so like to me, I still see the illusion of designing my life. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think, but I can also see a version of myself that's 50. Right that understands that the design of my life is, you know, is, is, is not, is, 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 can a, be folly? Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Sometimes
1: is, is gonna, is not gonna happen. Right.
0: It's true. I, I, I've certainly arrived at a place, uh, where I'm simpler and, and more comfortable in what I will have, what I won't have. I mean, I spent so many years, you know, saying, at this mark, I'll this um, this mark on that. And then I just, I finally let it go.
1: What, what I love about this conversation, what is, what is at the core of this conversation, the core of it is that when I hear you talking about that and our friendship, which is very deep, and my love for you as an artist... My love for you and your sense of process is not related to being incompetent. <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> it's ex- you're an extremely efficient. I mean, goes to show that you know using you as an actor was one of the best decisions I ever made for that film, and directing you and 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 uh, and so and so what I'm what you're in the minority of people to me, to me this is this is my pov right. this is my perspective right this is my i'm i'm looking at you from a 50 lens okay. right here you know and that many people who say what you say at least to me as a journalist observer of True. my entire life are incompetent They're not, they're saying that they're enjoying the process, but they haven't taken the risk Mm. to manage an intentional piece of art form and to take art seriously. But what is amazing and why the why I'm I think very flexible in listening to this is and realizing the wisdom in it is that you're none of those things. (laughs) I mean, you're you're, 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 you're very good. And, uh, and that perspective isn't just, uh, isn't a wash. It's a, it's a real, it's a, it's an ethos. Yeah. It's an ethos. I think I understand. I, and,
0: and you know? he had, where are we at on counter? how long have we been going? Uh, we've been going
1: for, oh, I don't know. I don't know what the time is.
0: Just there. whatever the counter reads, maybe. Is there something that says anything? There's not even a
1: counter there. Is there something
0: there? No. Up there? I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know how long we've been going. I'm gonna
1: say we've been going about forty
0: minutes. All right, we'll give it Oh, another... Wait,
1: wait, wait. Uh, we're at record time of fifty-eight minutes. I'm
0: All right, sorry. so almost an, is, hour. So an hour. So we'll give it a little. We'll give it a little more, but we're going good right now. Um, but yeah, I would say that I I know those people too, uh, and they're to to. To be able to, to accept a place and be able to let go and do those things, I do think you have to earn that.
1: Right. No, but <laughs> you can't you just ha- say it. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you've had pieces that yeah. have happened in your personal life life that have that have that have been major life lessons. Right. That have informed your art. Yeah. And and the decision making of how you come to a a, a, a play, a character, right of way of functioning on, on a film set and the way that you observe the joy of, of making art. Right. You've earned that. Yeah, I think those, those, are, your, those are that's those are your stripes. Right. Right. I,
0: I think that's the that's the same for all of us. So let's talk about uh, what you think you've earned now. Like wh- what are you doing? What's you did the the one thing that I saw that really got a lot of acclaim was the documentary piece.
1: The girl, the girl cannot girl speak. Kinda that Speakers. was on M- that was on NBC.
0: It was on NBC. I saw Chuck Todd introduced it, yeah. and you had the interview with um uh, Mitchell. Andrea Mitchell. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk while we have a little bit of time. I want you to tell me about the Can experience because I've never done right. the Can film that. Yeah. And you're a veteran love, of Can. Love Can. So so talk a little bit about first of all. That's that's a. That's a whole other thing is documentary filmmaking. Right. Um, what was that experience like and what is the what was the whole festival to television experience like? Because a lot of people in our boots don't have that thing. So let us know what's about.
1: So uh 2018, June, Laura in high school was working at a woman's shelter. And uh, w- um, we had uh, she had she had brought the idea forward. To make a night, to make a documentary documenting pe- women who had their experiences of what happened to them, and how they more of stories of courage, how they sort of recovered from trauma. Right. And that was kind of put on the shelf a little bit, and then in October of that year of two thousand, I want to say eight two thousand seventeen. I think it was two thousand seventeen. Yeah. I'm just gonna start yeah. this thing real quick. But don't worry, I'll cut around all this stuff. That's okay.
0: And
1: we're still recording here, huh? Beautiful. All right. So, 2018. So, t- so 2017. Right. In October, the wine scene, like the, the oh, scandal right. the blows up. The Me Too up. stuff. The Me explodes. Too movement blows up, blows up, and 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 uh, we contacted people from that women's that women's shelter one one in Lenox Hill in New York City and then one in Westchester, and then. But what we' fa- we probably sourced about 40 stories, mm. which were b- brutal to listen to. And then, you know, talking about process, that's my out for like documentary filmmaking, right For me. I've done two docs. And documentary filmmaking to me is is like unlike the way I, I, I approach and look at narrative filmmaking. Right. Oh my God. I mean, you're always surprised. You're always looking at what you're doing. Absolutely. It's always revealing itself to you. I had no idea right. that the girl who cannot speak, would, I mean, if anybody did a Google search of me, they wouldn't find right. the angly. They wouldn't find, mm-hmm. you know, what they would find. find is that, yeah. All they would find on Google is like an interview that, Two MSNBC interviews and then another interview on like an ABC like an, a, a show like Law and Crime, right. where I was brought in as a as a as a guest to to deliberate on a, on a sexual abuse tra- trial, which is so interesting yeah. on on Kellen Winslow the second rape case, um, talking about victim experiences right. and as a filmmaker experience of of taking that in. Look, I I kind of knew personality wise that I could I I. I I knew that that I I I it's an atomic bomb that you're sitting on right right? that's in front of you it's an atomic first of all it's an atomic bomb being a man yes who are you what should you do what can you do what are you allowed to say what are you allowed you know what what you know I filtered through all these kind of processes with Laura right when we thought many months. Should we do this documentary? Is it worthwhile? It takes a long time and a lot of uh, full thoughtful, thoughtfulness to to realize this is a good documentary to do. It's not a time that I screen the girl Who cannot speak, where people don't come up to me crying yeah. and share with me really personal stories that they that they say that they haven't told their kids. Right. And it's like it's like the most famous piece of film that I ever so done.
0: Let me let me just bring it back to the craft part of it. So. Uh, is that your first doc? Or? First doc.
1: Oh, so that's the first doc. First so, doc. So yeah. Because so, at, at School of Visual Arts, I only only learned narrative filmmaking.
0: Right. So now you go. Do you go? What tools you're going into it with? Do you bring <sighs> your DP and you say, okay, what are we going to shoot this on? Yeah. We got to be mobile. Do we like what? What do you specifically? Complete do?
1: opposite of all docs. Okay. I I took all the aesthetic things that I love. Okay. Which would maybe drive you nuts. <laughs> and I was like, we're going to do a documentary.
0: But we're going to make it look. We're like... going to get.
1: <laughs> but we're going to get rid of all the five Ds. And this is actually the first time that I'm going to use an Arri Alexa. And I. I'm going to use the best cameras as possible, best lenses as possible.
0: You did a lot of sit down interview stuff, though. A
1: lot of sit down interview, but I but I also use all my all the Alexas on my my cutaways. Like I use a lot
0: gun stuff, all the B rolls. Yeah, on my B rolls. Good for you. Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah. and the old Alexa, not the Alexa Mini, that they have now
0: the real Alexa.
1: Yeah, the 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 body, which was the kit, was a heavy, heavy body, and um, you know, so people say to me, you know, so I could I could defend it by saying, (laughs) so I would defend it by saying. I wanted them, the women, right. to look like heroes in their story, so, and yeah. they are heroes in their story right. because it has a saturated look. It's yeah. creamier. You know, modern lenses have a more uh, uh, a, a a very kind of a, a, a,
0: digital, tactile,
1: uh, sharp. Uh, they're yes, not as, they're yeah. sharper. They're whiter. Yeah, yeah. The white balance is different. Right. They're, so they're not as warm. You can warm. see. Yeah. yeah, they're not as warm. Not you as can warm. see their 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 defects. Right where that's yeah, where we agree by the way right, yeah, i love so, all the vintage yeah layers. yeah well we on a lot of things so <laughs> yeah, right. but i but but for that for that piece for that piece it was a, it was an intentional piece to have them look like okay. heroes right. and it was also i think an excuse for <laughs> me to use the alexa right. i mean i was i really wanted right. i wanted not i i this is what i know about sort of myself i knew if i was going to do a doc i didn't want it to be like any other doc. right? I knew it's that I look like a painting. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, absolutely. You know, there are shots in, in that that are just. Yeah, I remember telling my TV, I remember telling my crew. I was like, I want eighteen feet of track. <laughs> of of a, I want eighteen <laughs> feet of just track, crashed. and they're like. Is this a documentary? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you what are you talking about, Stefano? They're like, like, I really think there's something wrong with him. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, I want 18 feet of traffic looking into the ocean. And I want it moving into the ocean through these Doric columns right. that are passing through so that I can cut away into these interviews. And they're like, they're like, what are you talking about? 18 feet of traf? Like, this is right. You know, and, and I I but it works. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a gorgeous piece works. of work, and uh, and and going and so going to Cannes. That was yes. the first time. You know, I had been to Cannes since 2011. I always You're never just
0: going to the parties.
1: Never, I <laughs> never got into the parties. Okay, all right. I had a pass that was uh, like a short film pass that I never. I was I was never on any guest lists or parties, <laughs> and I was. It took me, and I always desperately wanted. Can to me is still like the Oscars for most people. To me, I I really don't care about ever right. I have the Academy Awards. Right. But I love the selection from Cannes because you know you can see an obscure film that wins the Palme d'Or that wasn't made for a lot of money. Like um, it's a Japanese film. I should know this the title of it. Um, it's about it's about like squatters. Anyway, you can you can mm. you can see films like Cold War at, at right. Cannes and you can see uh, Parasite. I mean when Parasite sure. first of all, when Parasite won at Cannes, it was the reason. That it right. got massive wide distribution. Right. No, I saw Parasite, like half a year before anybody saw Parasite. Mm-hmm. Film. It's such a filmmaker place too. People are cutting. Lynn Ramsey still cutting. You know, you were never really here. At, you know, bef- <laughs> before it screens, it wow, can. That's awesome. You know, they have cutting rooms for for film directors because they'll they'll. You can submit a film in progress as a working so, title. So
0: what is you as? So now you go as a filmmaker. What is your? What do you, what's your, how do you get there? What is, where do you stay? What do you do? What's the, what's the whole vibe
1: like? Well, I, I, when we got in, when we got in, we had, we came into, a, we were the only documentary as a short to be the, to, to, to be the, the, the top five of a collection of like, like, let's say a, a catalog of like 800. And to see your name there, in the, yeah. like eight years later. That's awesome. In, in a book. From two thousand eleven, that was like, for me, Laura always talks about NBC being a, a kind of a, a, sure. a major pinnacle. But for me, as a kid, mm. going to Cannes in my like twenties, in my early twenties, right. you know, that was like a a a, a mind blowing experience. And, and the experience of it opened up when you when you have laurels and you're able to talk to and you are be able to meet other yeah. other people at other film festivals. I, I I know for I know for a fact. I know for a fact. Had we never gotten in to Cannes, I know that the Meet the Press was in conjunction yeah. with the American Film Institute, sure. and I know that NBC would have never considered the film right. if it wasn't for having a, a programmer's, two programmer stamp sure. of approval.
0: Well, that's that's third party endorsement yeah. and it's leverage and it's it's all it's it's how you leverage up to the next thing, yeah. as seen in, quoted in the New yeah. York Times. You just leverage all those right, things to like right. So the so what's your, all right, so, all right, this is, it's too formal now. What's the coolest, what's the, what was your fun can uh, moment? Was it during that or was it when you were younger? What was the fun, I mean, come on, what's okay. the cool can cool, story.
1: Coolest, coolest can story for me was, first, okay, so first of all, I've never been on a yacht.
0: Like, I mean, never okay. been on a
1: yacht. I'm eating on it. Like, we're, so
0: we're getting to strippers at some point. Yeah, yeah, yachts, <laughs> yachts, and
1: strippers. I mean, just the crew that are there on the yacht serving you <laughs> oysters and and salmon. I mean, just the amount of salmon and and the amount of of rosé that you're drinking. You're drinking. I mean, your diet in Cannes consists of hitting up the Cannes Village of different countries and going to these private parties scandinavian parties finland parties and 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 pretending that ah, you're on say that and, again and just like and scandinavian parties finland you know norway and you're you're at these parties and you're meeting other filmmakers and 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 you're getting drunk you don't have you're not eating a, a regular diet <laughs> right. it consists of you know nespresso coffee san pellegrino rosé 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 <laughs> Movies, rose, yeah. you know, you sleep five hours a night. You have to go to the parties because because so many distributors, sales agents yeah, right. are at the parties. Um, you're wearing a tuxedo to <laughs> to premiere to so go see Parasite, right? To go see Terrence Malick's film, right, A right. Hidden Life, yeah. which was a can, uh, and then the coolest thing that happened was. One of the programmers who was a Canadian programmer, his name is Danny Lennon, amazing guy, works for Vans, but also works for Telefilm Canada. He had programmed us as his top 15 films to see at can. Wow. It was a girl who cannot speak. He comes to me. We're walking. Danny had never accepted my Facebook friend request <laughs> since 2011. In 2018, he accepts it. comes up to me. I, he never fucking paid any <laughs> attention to me. says to me, uh, he did a really good film there. He says, there's a lunch happening tomorrow with Denny Villeneuve. Oh, no. Who's on the jury that year. Wow. You should come.
0: Yeah, you should come, Stefano. You I should got come. got to spend time with Denny Villeneuve. With Villeneuve. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. What's that experience? What's a you talking shop? Like, you're a yeah. filmmaker at Cannes? The, so, I asked him. I mean. So, Blade Runner 2049 must have been in. Yeah, yeah. Blade yeah. Runner
1: 2049 had, had Blade Runner 2040, I'm not. Yeah, it had just come out. It had just come out. Just, right. It had yeah. just come out. He hadn't. I don't know if he'd started. He was in pre-production for Dune, right? Sure. And uh, and he was shit. super tired, obviously, because <laughs> he had to see every film on that was in competition, like like twice. Right. And they give him these these. They sing it with everybody, and then he was seeing it privately to review things. What well, we talked first of all, we talked about being Canadian, Okay,
0: growing right, up right, in the right, same right, part right.
1: of Canada in Quebec. Okay, okay, both being able to speak French. <laughs> And we talked about a mutual, uh, mentor that he had, who was a documentary filmmaker.
0: Right. Yeah. That's how he, that's where he came from. Right, right,
1: right. And so, and so I, I remember talking to him at this luncheon, and asking him, you know, are you ever going to go back? And he said, I promised, I promised him before he passed away that I would make a documentary film, a Canadian documentary film. Right. And, um, and yeah, we talked shop. He talked to me about how frustrating it was with the studio system that, um, when he's preparing for dune that when he's using digital composites right. that they want to see all the camera movements on a computer ahead of time right
0: all pre-visual so like them.
1: so like okay you're you're looking we're looking at like you know using what you have in the moment <laughs> right. they're looking at adobe digital software or they're like okay this is uh, page 14 in the script right. yeah this is three-eighths show us and then digitally composite it. Right. Where this where is your light source? Wow. Where is the characters? We're going to give you all the tools and if we don't like this, this is not going to work. So it's like first of all, I don't and by the way, I know that I in this conversation in the past hour that we've had where I look like I'm the I I I know we you've taken the position of being <laughs> It's sort of the hippie, and That's I'm right. and I'm I'm more I'm I'm a little bit more of, right. of 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 yes. you know, more funny the, how that works. Yeah, out. the dad, and you got your shoes off. Yeah, I got like my shoes off. off. Good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but uh, I don't like to storyboard. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like to storyboard very much. No. Um, I, I wouldn't say that publicly, you know, <laughs> I mean, now we're saying, but I you know, so I, there's some people who love storyboarding. Not only do you have to like storyboarding, you have to spend hours upon hours with a team yeah. of software people oh, wow. digitally compositing
0: well i mean the massive amount the of investments investments it's like you know going in there's just no way i'm gonna make this picture without that but i guess i'd have to get i guess if you're
1: gonna pay me you but would do it i would do it, it no would problem. do it and he's you know denny von <laughs> a great director because he he's, director. he's the heart in a massive machine yeah at the end of the day the machine has to have a ghost. Yeah. The machine has to have a heart. Absolutely. And for a guy to make Sicario enemy. Yeah. Uh, Arrival. I mean, Arrival is so poetic. Yeah. Beautiful picture. Such a poetic And movie. a tough
0: story to tell that way, it really. You know, uh, Alec Baldwin once called it uh, like you're a ship captain on, you know, a massive uh, aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. Like you're not captaining the the you know the orca from Jaws. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're just this little guy on a bridge, and this massive thing Damn. that you're trying to steer into this thing. It's Takes like, thirty
1: minutes to just just move a, 30, it, yeah, a turn, yeah, right? Just a little section. I
0: don't know. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't turn anything down, but it would be such a mind-blowing experience to have to do that
1: 2021 if denny villeneuve comes you got to have dinner or we got to have a luncheon with him you got it we're gonna i've i've been i've been telling why do they I've have to have, telling, it, have, to have it in may
0: because I know. that i gotta make i gotta weddings i gotta pay my bills yeah. but man i would have gone that was that was my biggest regret is not going to camp with you man We'll, I'll make that happen. There's a
1: lot of time left. You know? There we're is both, a lot of time We're both single and... You're not kidding. God damn it. There's
0: a lot of... I should be in France There's right a lot. Now. Of,
1: there's, a, there's a lot of time. I mean, you know, when, when people...
0: <laughs> I got the hair, the, like the old kind of cool old fox yeah. look now. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. with in a tuxedo, you clean oh, up cleaning. right. I'd be Right, Absolutely, it, absolutely. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I've taken... I like being the dad, taking cruise. So what I do... Oh, so you could take me under your wing? Yeah. Oh yeah. I love uh, that. Oh yeah. That's one of the things I love about being a director too. Oh, right. I I like that part of myself. I grew up with a very kind of both of us talked about our dads, you know. Right. Dad your father was in the in 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 the, World War II. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I I grew up uh, strong alpha males and my grandfather just passed away. Yes. Uh He would well, He would have been
0: 102. 102, which is he would have been uh, about my dad's age if my dad yeah. had lived. that's Nin- they're by the same age.
1: 1918.
0: Yeah, 1918, exactly. We would
1: have been exactly the same age. Yeah. And and so and so what I would tell my crew when we were working on our, on our feature was I want I'll take you to Cannes. If we <laughs> do a really good job, you know. I may not have tons of money as an independent filmmaker, but if I have four passes with our company and if you want to go to Cannes, I'll make it happen. So I've taken you know mm-hmm. i've taken i've taken tons of people to camp right
0: right well I, i'll be on the list yeah. once i get so all right so i don't want to keep this too long we, we, sure, we, sure, we're sure. cooking but sure. so as a craftsman as an artist um two things to to kind of finish the thread yes you're in your mid 30s do you think you have revealed a certain amount of truth um that you're satisfied with as an artist and what is the thing you want to do now with it? You don't have to reveal plot details or story, even if you don't have it, but what is the story you want to tell? What's the direction you want to go? And in that direction, are there specific kind of fun tools uh, as a filmmaker you want to try and use that you haven't used or visuals or whatever? So where are you now? Are you satisfied with the, with the, with the direction and the truths you revealed as an artist, uh, with the clarity you want to do and going forward, what are those things you want to do and what are the fun tools you want to play with as a craftsman?
1: I'm always happy as an, I'm, I'm not, I mean, not, I'm an optimistic person in general, but I'm never satisfied.
0: <laughs> not surprising.
1: So, yeah. So I'm never satisfied with things that I think the things that I've done have brought joy to other people. And, and I've, and they've, that's the, 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 the ether part of it that, that, that they've got value to them and they'll live longer than me they'll you okay, know they'll good. live they'll live way longer i mean if i have kids or you know any anybody wants to remember what i was thinking at a period <laughs> in my life you know you have these things right. so that's beautiful about filmmaking and that's sort of where i'm at now and where am i going is i still am drawn I'm I'm still drawn to to underrepresented undervalued artists. I'm working on a documentary that I just made a a a, a package an 82-page package to the Sundance Institute about Albert Diaz, who was Jean-Michel Basquiat's best friend. <laughs> And it's about 1980s New York City graffiti because Al Diaz was never looked at as a real quote-unquote artist artist because he was associated with with Basquiat. Basquiat. And to me, I will always defend and look at the overlooked underdogs it's in the it's in the emblem it's like mm. it's like in the ether of uh, the, the 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 embodiment of my 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 desire of making a telling story and uh that project's gonna take me three years i'm shooting i got one day to shoot i got a few days to shoot maybe in october this, this
0: is a documentary
1: it's a documentary okay. right. yeah a featured documentary and uh and so I feel that my life's purpose is, is in that like, is in that niche of art house films. They don't necessarily have to be art house, but they have to be stories where I'm looking over something that has been passed over. Oh. I like being someone like that, like an like a, like an archaeologist. Right.
0: I'm so glad that I'm in your life then, because I, I I feel. <laughs> I,
1: feel like you know you told I am me? that exact guy. You know what you told me? <laughs> what did you, I tell you? You know what? You know, I remember this. So just that this is, this, this is a perfect little anecdote as we end off. You said, I'm so glad that you hired me for this project. Some people had forgotten that I was still working. <laughs>
0: so many did. The moment.
1: That's the first thing you said to me. We were in a, on the second floor of a house. Right that you helped me get right. through a colleague of your, a friend, a close friend of yours. Yes. And, uh, and I remember that. I remember the, the intensity and the honesty <laughs> that, that in your eyes, when you said that to me and, and I was like, I can, I can be that. I can be that person. Mm. I can captain that type of ship. I can, I can, um, I can understand that. And then, and then, Turn it into something great. Because I'll better. take
0: a, I'll take a cabin on, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. on that on that on that cruiser. I yeah. have no problem with that. Yeah. Um, all right. So and and is there anything um, visually, narratively that you that you, uh, you want to do? You know, uh, aside from the documentary stuff. I mean, it's what is there are you looking to do? Pictureize.
1: Fascinated by fa- fa- fascinated by uh, there's a there's a there's a Chilean director that I've become blown away and fascinated by using the aspects of fire and color together mm-hmm. in a a Chilean film I saw on movie.com the film is called Emma E M A the director is Pablo Lorraine Pablo Lorraine uh did a film Jackie that was produced by uh, Darren Aronofsky right mm. with uh, Natalie Portman right. and uh and so I'm 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 interested in his in his films that uh, have have aspects to to st- staying away from handheld staying away staying away as much as i can as much as possible from set and having set pieces that are very observational where you don't know whether the people where like i want to start using technology not for the sit f- for the sake of seeing special effects but for the dare I say it, deceptive qualities. Right. It's my love right. of a technician like David Fincher. Right, right. How, never using, com- never, all the blood being composite blood. Yeah. So if you look at a girl with dragon tattoo, yeah, yeah. right, and, and Daniel Craig is, is, is having his, his resets, all the blood that is coming out in his reaction, there's no blood. Mm. Every sing- it's composite blood. And so for me, I, that's an area as a director where I have to stretch to learn how to use technology Mm, to help the story and the filmmaking and the aesthetic quality where it stays, has this lush art house look and has no uh, lingering scent of of, of technology. Right,
0: right. You're a magician. You want to do the trick and we don't know how you did it. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Stefano, my friend, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, have this conversation with me. Um, I hope that we revealed some uh, some truth out of our art and craft. And uh, and uh, like I said, I can't wait to work with you again. I, I hope uh, as as actors, as filmmakers, wherever we end up on a stage somewhere, I don't really care, in, in, a, in a party on a yacht is fine with me too. So uh, wherever we can do it, I am totally cool to do that. Thanks for having me, Russ. Thanks, man. <laughs>